In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in. To kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the May 12th edition of Weekly Signal's Weekly Review. A free-form mash current events compiled from the world's remaining newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped with moral clarity from Harper's Magazine at Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And now, the news. thought we'd talk, start talking about Sri Lanka. Get Sri Lanka out of the Let's way. Let's get Sri Lanka out of the way. Because yeah. it's a new thing. Yeah, I'm excited. Anytime there's you know a war in the world, it's always... <laughs> It, worth worth bringing right to it's the top. A, yeah, it's a new Asian, sub-Asian continent, uh-huh. southern Asian continental country war. And, uh, yeah. yeah. What's, what's, what's with these Tamil tigers? What's going on there? They've been around for a while. Been struggling for independence from Sri Lanka. Uh-huh. Yeah, for quite a long time. The and Tamil it seems tigers. like they're Tamil? Tamil, or, yeah, Tamil tigers. Tamil, and Tamil it, tigers? It does seem they're like giving tigers a bad name. That's all I got to say. It puts you in the mind of a, a football team. Uh-huh. And I know that's just completely wrong, but it just does. And uh, what, where did that come from? I mean, of all, I rarely have, a, I mean, you hear people refer to themselves as gorillas. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe there's, there's something to that. And now we have tigers. Uh-huh. So, but anyway, they're being slaughtered on an impressive scale and are in the, are in the crosshairs of Yes. Sri Lanka military. Uh, just recently, 430 civilians, including 100 children, died after a Sri Lanka military shelled a civilian area under control of the Tamil Tigers. Mm-hmm. I like to call them Tamil because it kind of mm-hmm. makes it sound a little bit more not high school. Yeah. Tamil has the, the, like I said, the, yeah. the yeah. Tammy thing going yeah. in oh, it. Okay. Tammy As... of the Tamil Tigers. <laughs> but no. No. no that's, that's not right. Uh, they also, uh, apparently, the only functioning hospital in the country's northeast war zone was hit, killing mm-hmm. another 50 people. Uh, and the uh, Tigers, nobody's res- accepting responsibility as far as I know yet on that. The government said they're not shelling that area. And that's they, the- no, actually, I believe the Sri Lankans said that they were shelling themselves in order to create this kind of international uproar over... So they shelled their own hospital? That's what that was. I heard this claim, hmm. actually. That the Sri Lankan government was claiming that they were actually shelling their own in order to create the appearance of some sort of international um, slaughter. I know know a lot of people here at KCI that do that. They they shell themselves to draw attention to their... We know a few. Yeah. Uh, As as our president, Barack Obama, prepared to send some 21,000 more U.S. troops into Afghanistan, anger was rising there, Uh, especially in the western province of Farah. Yeah. We'll be talking with Andrew Basevich about this, the uh-huh. idea that 21,000 troops would have any appreciable effect on. And also about the uh, U.S. bombing massacre that killed as many as 130 Afghans, yeah. including 13 members of one family. Yeah. Yeah. That's not That's not nice. Uh, I just, it is, it's, yeah, this sort of, we, we talked about it in a number of guests that we've had on already to talk about, and a lot of this is whenever you use air power, mm-hmm. you kill civilians. It's just going to happen. There's no way to be that precise, particularly when it comes to the use of these uh, these drones, which I'm sure were involved in some way. Huh. President Obama's national security advisor, that would be General James Jones, mm-hmm. said that the U.S. will continue carrying out strikes in Afghanistan despite criticism from the Afghan government. 
I be I believe uh, the president, yeah. Kar- Karzai, yeah, was he, on Meet the Press, and, and he said, "Scolded us, said, stop it, yeah, you are undermining what little support you have in Afghanistan by doing this." But do we listen? No. In no. fact, our reaction, our re- response to that is to essentially push Karzai aside and and appoint kind of an American viceroy to run Afghanistan. I believe that would be classified as an act of American exceptionalism. <laughs> it, apparently, it, uh, it may be. We'll ask Andrew about that. U.S. and NATO forces have been accused of using white phosphorus munitions in Afghanistan, too. In one incident reported by Human Rights Watch, an eight-year-old Afghan girl was severely burned by white phosphorus just in March. Her father said NATO forces had fired the rounds. That's... That's always pleasant. You know all about that white phosphorus. Yeah, I do. Stuff. I mean, yeah. this is sort of a, a fetish of mine. These these new weapons and white phosphorus is one of them. And when it lands on your skin, it just burns all the way to the bone. And there's no there's a virtually no way to stop it from happening. It is considered a anti personnel weapon, and virtually no other. They say they use it to um, illuminate areas. And so when they go to call in an airstrike. Yeah, they, they, they use humans as fire sticks. Apparently that's, as, yeah, as human torches so they can see where they're actually. Oh, that little girl running around on the ground, yeah. I can see much better I now. I see much better now. It's not funny and it's unfortunately, these are exactly the kind of things that will forever brand us as the enemies of the people of Afghanistan and Pakistan. U.S. military in turn, in response to this uh, phosphorus claim said it documented 44 cases where militants in Afghanistan have used white phosphorus in attacks or where the weapons had been found in caches. Oh, well. Well, you know, that's a reason to use it. You know, if somebody else is using it, well, I'm going to use it. Yeah. If you can use nuclear weapons, so can I. So can I. Mm-hmm. If you can torture people, mm-hmm. so can I. I heard somebody say, speaking of that, I heard somebody say that today, hey, if it works so well, why don't we just start using it in U.S. prisons? We can get all kinds of information out of these people. Why don't you start torturing everybody? Because, I mean, there's murderers, people that have murdered people out there yeah. that haven't confessed. And I think with the right, the application of the right techniques, yeah. we can pretty much clear Enhanced all this stuff. interrogation Enhanced interrogation We can clear all this stuff uh-huh. up. Let's start it. Police, why not? Yeah, sure. Why Why even wait to get them in prison? Yeah. We need the information. It's, That's what's important. It's true. Well, uh-huh. Yeah. I think a little water. They should carry, like, in the back of the police car, maybe in the trunk, a waterboarding apparatus. Mm-hmm. They can just pop that thing out. Mm-hmm. You're pulled over for a speeding ticket, mm-hmm. and they need more information. <laughs> yeah. What video, the hell? Yeah. They could videotape it yeah. and get a confession right there. We don't even need yeah. to go to court, yeah. at, you know, if you do this right. We don't, what the hell? Are you guilty? Uh, no. <laughs> Would you mind stepping to the back of the car? Step to the back of the car, please. Following a barrage of American pressure, Pakistan abruptly abandoned all its existing plans to thwart insurgents and in a televised speech by Prime Minister Syed Yusuf Raza Ghalani, promptly declared all-out war against the Palestine, uh, Pakistan Taliban. So they're just going all out. This is Sadari. Yeah. Sadari. Uh, um, the uh, president of well, Pakistan. Ten uh, percent, yes, yeah. The prime minister was prime the minister. one that declared it. Okay. The uh, president, exactly. We're talking Pakistan, we're talking about their all-out war. Here. Right. You like that? Well, he... <laughs> think it's a good idea? I guess, uh, do I think it's an all, a good idea? Yeah, this the, all-out war This is Pakistan. a corrupt, this is a another uh, instance where the United States is backing a corrupt regime. In a part of the country, part of the world, can that, you name one regime that's not corrupt? 
uh, well, the, this is that what would they refer to this guy as ten percent Al or whatever you know. Ten percent Al. Yeah. What so is he, uh, basically, do paint jobs or something? What? He gets a he gets a taste, as they say back uh, ah. on the Godfather. He gets to wet his beak on all the and it, this is a very the problem with <laughs> Afghanistan is or Pakistan. Pardon me. Is they they bounce between a uh, military dictatorship uh-huh. and a kleptocracy. There's no, there's virtually no, no one in between. This is the, this is the one who was married to Benazir Bhutto. Yeah, and he got to be prime minister by virtue, sort of a, a, a an order of succession. Yeah, he happened to be in the right place at the right time. You mean but like he's, George Bush? He's yes, but he's widely known. It's widely known. Just how cor- this is a very corrupt uh-huh. um, uh, regime, like George Bush, yeah, <laughs> like George Bush, and uh, so the United you know, Nations. I'm not sure I give any credibility to what this guy says. Estimated that at least 360,000 people have fled heavy fighting and in Northwest just... Pakistan, causing the largest displacement crisis in Pakistan's history. The United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees projects that there will soon be one million internally displaced persons in Pakistan, and you know about the Swat Valley, where Pakistani military claims it has killed 700 Taliban militants in just recent days. So they're going after them in Pakistan, I guess, after the Taliban. Now, supposedly the plan was, let's give them the Swat Valley, and then say to them, if you do anything else, if you move outside of that, then you obviously have greater designs on Pakistan. Mm -hmm. We'll give you this part of the world. However, well, that was, that was you, the ruse. However, if you go beyond that, well, then apparently now they've got, moved beyond. You just it. sit here in that chair. Yeah, I know. I won't touch you. And then apparently the, the Taliban have tried to move out of that area, uh-huh. and now apparently the people in Pakistan are now recognizing that this is in fact a situation that could in, threaten because Pakistan is mostly a secular society, even though it was founded by is religious people. It is the most secular of those countries in that region. And it's not necessarily... So anyway, this is supposedly sort of a back-ass way of saying that this the, 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 Pakistan, the Taliban are losing support because of what they've been doing. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was, was, uh, that was, the U.S.-Iranian journalist Roxana Saberi was set free later. Was set free. Yeah. After an Iranian court reduced her prison term to a two-year suspended sentence. Mm-hmm. It's two years suspended. Yeah. I don't get those. You know, it's a suspended sentence. Well, it's going to be eight years. Why don't you make it an 80-year suspended sentence? <laughs> What's the difference? It was, it was eight years. And then they yeah, said, well, said it's 80, two years. I said 80. Know. Why not make it a thousand-year suspended years. sentence? That would make it more impressive. It would be. More forgiving. Yeah, you're right. So Barry was sentenced last month to eight years in prison after being convicted in a secret trial of spying for the United States. Apparently, she had a, 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 a document. A document, a secret document. Did she? Yeah, they they uncovered that, or somebody was blabbing about it I this morning see. in the L.A. Times. Okay. Uh, and that's what all the fuss was about. The Iraqi Federal Oil Ministry, the Iraqi Federal Oil Ministry, said it will allow the autonomous Kurdish government in northern Iraq to start exporting crude oil in June to world markets after blocking such shipments for the past two years. Uh, good, yeah. I guess. I mean, the Kurds definitely need revenue. Kurds need revenue. Well, they're, they're where would it could Kurd be without <laughs> revenue? I, I don't know. I guess in in terms of Iraq and the functionality of Iraq, apparently the Kurd Kurdish part, uh, the Kurds part of um, of Iraq is actually the best functioning. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm, they have the less, they have the not all that much civil unrest, huh? even though Turkey wants to destroy them, but at least they have some function in government. So, Well, good for them. Yeah, I guess so. The CIA released Sorry. a detailed document. It's the second time you said that, Mike, and it's annoying me more. Okay. Each time, the CIA released a detailed document at the request of Republicans that said 19 Democrats were routinely briefed on interrogation techniques, including Nancy Pelosi. She knew about it. She said they didn't call it waterboarding. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. They, they called it enhanced interrogation techniques, of which she said, uh, okay. Well, they didn't say they were actually using it. They said these, these are the things that are being considered. Yeah. That's what but she they, says. Yeah. You know, it, it's, I, I don't understand there, there wasn't any questioning going on back then, I no, suppose. No. And if there was, it was it was secret questioning, which we're not allowed to talk about. I, I, I have to believe that if I were in the circumstances, even if the, if these were presented to me, my first question would be, are these legal? I mean, it doesn't take much to understand that waterboarding might well, not yeah, be legal. Well, yeah, we have John Hughes saying it's legal. What, who cares if it's legal? The president's attorneys... Yeah, I'd like to have. I'd like to see some evidence that these people at least stepped up and said, "Is this legal? Is this actually a violation of, of international law, Geneva Conventions?" Uh, North Korea intensified activities at weapons sites after threatening to stage more nuclear and missile tests in response to UN sanctions. <laughs> do, you th- do you think this this stuff is just a ruse? Like I said, second yeah. time I've used ruse, yeah. but nevertheless, yeah. yeah, I don't. Everything's just fine. Yeah, and North Korea has no intention to do anything. There's, there's really not a whole lot of unrest in the world, but people need something to do. Well, I think the North Koreans just get uh, they get upset when no one pays attention to them. Is that it? I think that's some of it. Huh? They don't have the infrastructure to feed their own people to give jobs to these people. What they do have. These nuclear weapons and the ability to antagonize the world into responding to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that they only that's their leverage. That's the way that they get concessions. It's the way they get aid. Uh, uh-huh. So they need to do it. They're, it's a, this sounds like a, a country that is on the verge of collapse, and this is what they've got. Uh-huh. And thanks in no small part to our good friends in Pakistan. A.Q. Khan was, was one of the people that was able to get uh, um, a lot of that um, – Nuclear, Nuclear technology, technology and all the rest of it. So, to them, to them, it was a, it was a, well, it was a back and forth. I mean, they, they, mm-hmm. they he had. I understand. I was just completing your sentence. Thank you. Thank instead you. of ending it with and all the rest of and it. and all the rest of that, <laughs> President Obama unveiled a budget plan that would save seventeen billion dollars, or half a percent of the budget's total, right? By cutting one hundred and twenty-one programs, Obama called the cuts necessary to avoid leaving crippling debt to future generations. The Obama budget includes a 4% increase in military spending. He cuts everything, but he raises... Well, he cuts a lot, and he raises yeah. the military. Yeah. Ah, the it's, Pentagon would also see more cuts than any other department. The Pentagon would. Uh, totaling $8.8 billion for, uh, from 14 programs, and Democrats immediately protested all these cuts. They protested cutting the Pentagon budget. Protested cutting the, the uh, 121 programs, not oh, necessarily oh, the Pentagon, right? but just in general. It is just stunning to see that no one talks about the, the Pentagon budget. I never hear anybody 
uh, talk about the size and scope of the military budget in in, in either party. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, it's unbelievable. And I, it's you should one of those, bring that up with I'm, Andrew. Yeah, I'm going to bring It'll it up with Andrew Basevich. We never, minutes. yeah, we Andrew never, Basevich. never talk about it. We're talking about it. We are. But I mean, how often do you hear someone in a debate talking about this trillion dollar deficit, talking at all about the ways that we might be able to cut our military budget? Never. President Barack Obama said he wanted to end $26 billion in oil and gas industry tax breaks, calling them unjustifiable loopholes in the tax system that other companies do not get. Obama's proposed fiscal 2010 budget also more clearly spells out his intention to shut down a proposed nuclear waste dump at Yucca Mountain in Nevada and calls for ending a government subsidy that helps utilities license and plan for new nuclear power plants. Yeah. Yeah. What's ending the gut? uh, There's a couple of things. Yeah, there's some good things in there. Yeah. 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 In fact, I don't know what I said that was really that bad. Did I say anything bad? Mm -mm. Okay. I read the one good news about Obama. Mm-hmm. And you groan. Mm-hmm. I'm just in a groaning kind of mood today. The nation's unemployment rate reached 8.9%, the highest in 26 years. 539,000 workers lost their jobs in April. The current unemployment rate would jump to nearly 16% if it included laid-off workers who have given up looking for new jobs or have had to settle for part-time work. Essentially, we have nearly 20% unemployment right now. Right. A. That is. Cars powered by hydrogen fuel cells, once hailed by President George W. Bush. You remember him? Yeah, I do remember him. Yeah. As a pollution-free solution for reducing the nation's dependence on foreign oil will not be practical over the next 10 to 20 years, the energy secretary said. And the government will cut off funds for the vehicle's development. Hydrogen fuel cells off the table. Well, they, they've it's been one of the cuts. Yeah, they've been saying that for a while. That this is not a technology. What's well, official now? Yeah, that's good. Okay, but I, I know mean, they've yeah. been saying it's not technologically po- possible. But that's the justification for not funding the development. Right. Ten or twenty years. So, so we slow down the development. So it'll take thirty or forty years to develop this. That's that's a smart move. We could have peace in 60 years, but that 60 years, we really don't want to spend the money it's on it. It's too far it's, away. It's too far we just away. don't want to wait that long. Well, um, I, I, I just have heard so many things that about the practicality of the distribution of hydrogen. Yeah. It's going to be very, very difficult, building the infrastructure and all that. But maybe you're right. I mean, we just need to get started well, on it. I think it. the research and development needs to go into the uh, environmental soundness of the of the process, not whether we can put together an infrastructure. Mm-hmm. If if we had an infrastructure that shot gold bullion out to everybody in the world, I'm sure we would make the infrastructure for that. <laughs> I, I don't think that would be a problem. Yeah. And and this might equate to something like that if it's good, if it works, if yeah. it doesn't destroy the environment. Why not look into it? That's where the research and development should go, yeah. into if it's feasible for sustainability. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. There, there. I just saw an article in the Wall Street Journal yesterday where um, solar cells are the uh, the econ- the economy for solar cells is dying a little bit. They're having yeah. their worst quarter in quite some time, and they're talking about how they're going to start scaling back on solar panels. Which this is where the federal government, where the U.S. government, should step in and say we're going to subsidize mm-hmm. the cell, the solar cell. 
General Motors, facing the prospect of bankruptcy, posted a loss of $6 billion for the first three months this year. A government assessment of the nation's top banks found Bank of America needs an additional $34 billion in capital. The amount is triple previous estimates of what the government's stress test was expected to recommend. They just finished those stress tests. And, And this could result in U.S. taxpayers becoming Bank of America's largest shareholders. How come we didn't get shareholder, uh, you know, get any of that uh, good stuff back when the Bank of America was doing good? Why do we have to be shareholders when they're doing poorly? I want to know that. <laughs> because banks run the country, uh-huh. and we they're, they're, we don't have to be uh, – they're not responsible for anything that anything bad that happens? Yeah. Is that, is that the I, – I want part of that action. You know, when I'm doing bad, yeah. I want other people to take responsibility for it. Me too. Once I'm doing good, I'm all right. <laughs> The bailed-out insurance giant AIG revealed its controversial bonus payouts were higher than previously disclosed. New figures show AIG paid out more than $454 million in bonuses last year, nearly four times the amount it reported in March. Because it thought, you know, well, that wasn't too bad in March. Maybe we can tell them the truth now. No, don't tell them the truth. Make it about half of the truth. (laughs) Okay. Now that it's May, we can tell them the truth. Yeah. A federal jury in Montana acquitted chemical company W.R. Grace and three of its executives on all counts of knowingly exposing residents of Libby, Montana, to asbestos poisoning. An estimated 1,200 residents of Libby have died or developed cancer or lung disease from exposure to asbestos-containing ore from a mine in the town. This is unbelievable. Yeah. They just kind of say, well, the company doesn't have anything to do with that. The jury. This is a jury that said this. A federal jury, right? Yeah. It wasn't uh-huh. a federal it jury in Montana. Yeah. God. Shares of Grace rose 36% on the news of the acquittal. Woohoo! Wow. That is unbelievable. I don't know how this happened. I don't know why it happened. It can't be because it's been very well documented that these people died as a result of... The Obama administration decided to keep a Bush-era policy on polar bears, declining to crack down on greenhouse gas gas polluters on the grounds that their emissions are helping shrink the bears' habitat. Right. They didn't crack down on that. The combination of a changing climate and strong demand for lake for the Lake Mead's remaining water at Lake Mead, that's over here in Canada. That's where we get our water. Yeah. That's where a lot of our water comes from. has here. resulted in a loss of half of its water supply in nine years. Come They're on. down to 43%. My God. Maine recognized same-sex marriage, as did Washington, D.C., uh, where it was a 12-to-1 vote. The, you know, the one vote against was Marion Barry. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's yeah. right. That was in D.C., yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, and he, he was, thought he, that was a, well, and he was yeah. jumping around <laughs> talking about the, yeah. the morality of it all, uh-huh. the immorality. Marion Barry. Yeah, yeah, Marion Barry. Uh, Congolese government soldiers sodomized pygmies to gain supernatural powers. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, wait, run this by me. Who did this? Congolese government soldiers. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> That's their excuse. <laughs> you know, it gives me supernatural powers. Well, yeah. And wow. in more sodomy news, the price of oral sex from a prostitute in Russia has fallen off to that of a sandwich or a soda. So, you know, the, you're sitting in a corner, you're saying, sandwich, soda, oral sex? Hmm. What do I feel like right oh, now? Oh, my God. And Russian men are actually hiring the hookers just for conversation. It's so inexpensive. Wow. They're, I mean, I guess they've, they've had enough oral oh, sex, you know, 
Here, oh a soda God. or a conversation. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe I've had too many sodas. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and finally, gun shops across the country were reporting a run on ammunition, a phenomena driven by fear that the Obama administration will increase taxes on bullets and enact new gun control measures. Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.